but yeah, many I got different spend, variations. I got to spend mm -hmm. some time with Chris Tar too before, uh, and that was that was that was really cool too. So I, I really, enjoyed, really enjoyed speaking with him. He's a legend, man. So but Justin, are... I've known Justin since 2009. It was both our first year in the business. Right. And, uh, you know, we, you know, as, as, uh, you know, with a good deal of my, my, uh, longstanding friendships in the business, we ran into each other consistently enough throughout the course of our travels that we got to steal, uh, you know, enough FaceTime with each other to, to forge friendships and, um fuck man i gotta be honest with you the guys that were really putting in the work putting their feet to the concrete i mean we probably saw each other more than we saw anyone else in our lives yeah so you it becomes this odd like road family right you know yeah it's... and you're all gonna see each other at the next stop or the next you know thing uh, you know it's very interesting it's i think it's i honestly like it's one of those things like I, I think it's also the by part. This is an interesting conversation that we're having technically off, off offline. Where we are we are live though? But like, I think that's a reason why there's so much closeness. And then, but at the same time, like when there's fallout, sometimes it can get a little little nasty, you know. Well, but that because you're it, close to everyone, right? Having a fallout with someone in this business is like having a fallout with a family member. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's really not too much difference. Like we are closer to each other in this business, whether we like it or not, uh, more so I think than in in many other fields that exist out there, you know. And one I of guess, the things that hmm? No, I was just gonna go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, it's one of the reasons I fell so deeply in love with our business. It had it had so much to do uh with the community and the and the culture surrounding it. Mm -hmm. It's very enamored with that still am for sure i think um i was gonna say the um i'm i'm by the way i'm totally keeping this now too um <laughs> but Why wouldn't it, you it's bro? well no it's convo. it's also like that there's like you mentioned like the fan like the family thing i i think that's i think that that's probably what that's probably the best the best description i mean we always say it you know about this industry but i think that's the best description of it because of that that very point that we just talked about so yeah well really look man you know more about each other than most people know about their peers right mm -hmm. just because you're in such close proximity to each other all the time um you forge stronger friendships and your fallouts are more potent yeah it's natural All right. Well, I'm ready to go, Matt. Are you, sir? I am so ready. Okay. Well, we're keeping that in, but I'm still going to do a countdown and, and everything. We'll start the show and everything like that. So it uh, looks like we got some great attendees uh, already chiming in everything. Let us know what you're smoking tonight, and uh, we're going to get the ball rolling here, right here, right now. In five, four, three, two, one. Good evening and welcome to El Loso Fumar Takes. This is our 224 take live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studio of Azel, Texas. I'm your host, Perry DeFlissi, as always, and I'm so proud 
so pleased and so privileged to be with you all tonight. This is going to be a fantastic show. This is going to be the fastest take in a long, long time. And we'll explain a little bit about that here in just a few moments. But before we get to introductions of our guests of honor, we do have to thank the people that make this show possible. And that, of course, is our sponsors. And tonight's show is sponsored by Drew Estate. Drew Estate has recently announced the return uh and when I say the return, the return of something to the Nika Rustica brand. Yes, the historic brand from Drew Estate, Nika Rustica, has launched a new offering under that umbrella, the Adobe. The Adobe is now available at Drew Diplomat Retailers today. You guys got to check this cigar out. It is fantastic. It is right in line with the Nika Rustica. So if anyone out there really is a fan of the Nika Rustica, and we know that you all are, the Adobe is a great offering from Drew Estate that you need to check out. Check out your Drew Diplomat Retailer today and pick up an Adobe. Pick up two, pick up ten, because they're quite an affordable price for a fantastic tasting cigar from Drew Estate. Check out the Adobe today at all of your Drew Diplomat at retailers, the Nicarustica Adobe from Drew Estate. And welcome, everyone. This is our 224th take live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studios. I mentioned before, let's welcome in tonight's guest of honor, Mr. Matt Booth of Room 101. Matt, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for asking. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. I'm, I'm so excited to have you on tonight. This, so let's, let's kind of set the table and expectations for people. So a little bit of a backstory to kind of go into that. So when I first launched the show, I wanted to create a, create a, a series of interviews that were actually shorter uh, to kind of mm. capture like just these little things about particular people. And mm. it, it would, I felt like I was leaving something on the bone for next time. And what I found, Matt, especially, you know, and, and, and you're certainly one of the inspirations for this, is that, like, we could have a long, in-depth conversation, and there would still be so much meat left on the bone. So what happened over time and I what this kind of morphed into were that I was left in a position where I could shut somebody down, like the conversation down, just to have more meat on the bone late, later. And it just seemed, mm -hmm. it just seemed like I was really short-selling myself and my audience and and really my guests because like you guys have a lot to offer and it shouldn't be up to me to dictate that kind of conversation but we're going to kind of go back to the roots today um a lot of uh time constraints are very busy man i'm got a busy week coming up too i've got both of us are leaving uh on a jet plane tomorrow not towards each other mm -hmm. well i don't know where you're headed but unfortunately so um but uh, wanted to do, I thought we'd have a little fun tonight, have a great conversation, catch up a little bit, but at the same time, um, play a fun, play a fun game that I think you're only, you were made for, you were born for, in fact. How's that sound? Well, let's have at it. All right. I'm in. So first of all, what, um, Matt, I, I've been doing this. Are you smoking anything tonight? Tonight I am not. Uh, I actually was smoking some prototypes throughout the day. And uh, tonight okay. I have elected to, uh, to sit amongst the stars with you and conversate with no, oh. with no combustion, sans combustion this evening. Sans combustion, yes. Um, mm -hmm. Sans fire, probably good in the, mm -hmm. you know, the atmosphere that you're in right now. So that's, that's good stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I have a couple of cigars for you to choose from. I'd like you to choose my cigar tonight, if you don't mind. Okay. Padron so 64 anniversary. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I, I, that's nice. not one of my, that's not one of the choices. So damn, oh. damn, well, damn, that, that, that would have uh, been nice though. That would have been nice. This is already a complete failure. 
I don't know what to tell you. Are there other cigars? There I are. Forget. There are Sometimes. other cigars. Some that you some that there you've are. had direct involvement with, uh, including uh, the latest offerings uh, from STG that you've had a hand in uh, doing. Sancho Panza, the original and the double Maduro. Oh yeah, man. It's a little status. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Very nice. Very or nice. Some of my favorites from the Room One Hundred and One catalog. I got it's a Papi Chulo, the farce Habana. And there we go. The farce. It's a Robusto. Nice. So Connecticut. Um, so um, what would you like me to smoke, my friend? On a scale of one to ten. Okay. How aroused are you right now? Well, you're here, so. I mean, obviously this amplifies, but I, I we need to, you know, I need to dial in. A solid 8.7 right now. Go with the Habano. The Habano? Okay. Yeah. You're, if you're in the eight plus range, you're going to want to go with that Habano. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all, yeah, yeah. I'm all a flutter. This is about to hit the nine pointer right now. This is fantastic. Well, this is about to go in. <laughs> it's going to happen. Good stuff. Um, Matt, super excited to have you on. Um, but, you know, the, the background actually begs a question, uh, you know, that I don't think I've ever. And this is the point of the conversations, right? I don't think I've ever asked you this. Are you, do you have like an affinity or obsession or proclivities for like space and the beyond, you know, the Johnny tobacco I mean, thing think, and stuff? Well, and, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, look, uh, I think, I think uh, the idea that there is forever out there beyond this is provoc- provocative, you know? Um, I mean, I was into Rathacon, you know? For sure. Do you like me some Star Wars? So, you know, I mm-hmm. guess I guess I could get down with some space, you know. Okay. There's a there's it's there's it's seemingly boundless, you know. The idea that there's something with no no limits, no end, right? Like the depths of my bullshittery. <laughs> uh, similar, but different. But the same. Well, the reason I was asking like was was that what was on your your walls as a kid? Were there posters of like NASA and big satellites and spacecraft and stuff like that? Or I had some NASA shit. Okay. Um, I had a lot of Star Wars stuff though, which okay. is is fantasy, but played out upon the stage of the galaxy. Sure. I mean, I think what's I think what that's what that series did for for people like us, you know, is it that it it as weird as this sound that fantasy made space space exploration a reality for young children, and then you know, yeah, yeah, man, because I think it, I think it was a lot more relatable because it was sensationalized, right? I mean, it was a story, it was a saga, mm-hmm. it was an adventure. Um, mm-hmm. you know, rather than, you know, a guy like Neil Armstrong just landing on the moon for context, you know, it was obvious that happened, you know, before our time, but, but I mean, for context, I mean, even a child watching that, you know, they didn't necessarily grasp the concept of it, but, you know, a sensationalized story in the out, you know, the out, the background of space, you know, kind of captures the attention of the child. And I think that kind of carried I on think, to the eighties and stuff like that. So I think I agree. I so, concur. <laughs> using that, using that uh, space language. So, um, mm-hmm. 
well, Matt, so I just wanted to, uh, we're going to do a couple of things here. So tonight before we're going to take tackle a couple of questions as part of our major point. And then you and I are going to have a showdown of an epic game of would you rather. So, Ooh, okay. Are you, are you, are you down for would you rather? I'm super down. Cause I mean, now, if there's anyone, if there's anyone in the industry <laughs> that this game was made for, it's, it, it's, it's, it's probably you. Well, actually it is. You I know, am. Say it. You own the franchise. My, uh, my curiosity is peaked. <laughs> Who did you say is in here? You said we got some folks watching already. Well, uh, um, I know. Yeah. Markers. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ronnie from Secreto Cigar. Oh here. my God. Uh, Chief Prince, Lurker. Uh, 5, Nation, Mitchell, mm-hmm. Matt Ty. Poked his head in a while ago, so oh yeah, yeah, we got some, we got, we got some folks, nice. we, got some, we got some fans, some good people, some good people tune into this show. So, um, but uh, so let's go on and get started with tonight's major point, which is always brought to you by the people, yes, cigar people, the people who know everything about a lifetime of service. Protocols of cigars, protocol cigars is more than just pool parties and good times. Well. Maybe it is, but behind the fun is a motivation for service, a motivation for giving back from the original protocol blue to the latest release in the lawman series, the Fimi cousins protocol has always been about honor, passion, and yes, the people it's what their life's work has been and always will be about power of the P protocol cigars. So Matt, uh, you went and did a thing. Yes. You did a thing. It, it, it happened. Um, Oh, I did a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I did a thing. thing. That's right. You you did a thing. Mm So uh, you have this, uh, you have this business or you have this business known as Room 101. It's a brand. That's correct. Stretches across the ethos of a lot of different uh, platforms. Uh, one of which mm-hmm. is cigars, which is why we're here. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, it is no longer owned, I guess, entirely by you. It is, uh, That's you correct. Have, you, have, you have sold Room 101 cigars uh, That's to, correct. to STG. So um, I did that. So the first question I got to ask, Matt, was it hard? Uh, you know, man, it's interesting. We had, you know, uh, like some of the cigars, this is actually a great example and way to lead into this. Some of the cigars that you have in your selection this evening, right? Sancho Panza and LSD. We were actually working, I was working uh, collaboratively with Justin Andrews for almost two years uh, to bring those products to life. And effectively, um, although we had worked together as contract manufacturing partners, you know, General has made uh, a couple um, of our payback products in the past and continue to do so. You know, this was kind of the next level of nestling up to one another and test driving relationship. And I think that we both found it to be very favorable. You know, they were good partners uh, for me and I to them. And, you know, um, and I think it was seemingly organic to, um, to look at it, uh, to, to look at taking next steps. And the next steps were, you know, um, the acquisition of the brand. And was it hard? I mean, you know, I think there's always going to be a piece of me. You know, I uh, I started this brand in my apartment off of Melrose in 2003, right? right. And then came into tobacco in 2008, um, launching our, our brand as a cigar brand in 2009. 
you know, and then on and on from there. Right. And um, I don't really think it would be possible for anyone to care about this brand more than me, but part of caring about it is also understanding that, Hey, there's only so much that we can do ourselves as a small independent outfit. And there's so much more, um, potential for this brand out there. And I, you know, I always fantasize that I could find a very safe, uh, and healthy home for our brand in this space, you know, and I'm, I'm confident that that's exactly where we've landed. So, yeah, there was some difficulty, I guess, you know, wrestling, uh, just wrestling with the, the personal dynamics of, of that, sure. you know, of that situation. But ultimately it was the, it was the right decision for the brand, the best decision for the brand actually. You know, I've heard you say that a couple of times and Matt, let me, I, I should have framed this for, first of all, I, I, and I, and I told you this at the trade show, like I'm, I'm, if, if you're happy, I'm incredibly happy for you. Right. My man. Um, and that's, I think that's been kind of the consensus overall, which is interesting um, because in certain circles and at least in, in previous times with previous companies getting mm-hmm. acquired, there really hasn't been a positive vibe. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, when Drew Estate yep. was uh, when Drew Estate was acquired by Swisher, I mean, people were coming into cigar shops that day. I've joked about this, but it's true. It's people were going to cigar shops that day, purchasing Liga Pravada Number Nine, saying it tasted different. You know, you know. Right. So, I mean, and that, I mean, because it did in their mind. I know it's all, it's all, it's all. Yeah. By the way, I'm smoking this Far Sabano, <laughs> and it smokes exactly the same. So I'm just saying. Um, Thanks, bro. <laughs> um, Mm-hmm. But there's there there was I mean when when Tarania was acquired okay by STG, also some mm-hmm. sim, some similar things were said and done, mm-hmm. um, and feelings arose and everything and and this is I mean this is a very passionate industry, from mm-hmm. anywhere from the consumers all the way up to the manufacturers I mean it's that's what gets preached on so I like it's totally understandable why people are so you know feverish about their position but but yours has been really different and I'm not saying that because I'm uh, I'm just talking to you. I actually genuinely want to ask you. I mean, has there been? Surely there were people who there were detractors, and people who were, I guess, not happy for you. Unfortunately, I mean, well, man, I think I think uh, you know. Look, man, I don't think that you can go through. Um, uh, you can put yourself out there in the way that we do as as brand principals, brand developers. And and not um, create a little bit of of resistance somewhere along the line. I mean, if if you don't have that, you're not kicking up enough dust, right? So that is a byproduct of uh, a successful effort in brand building. Is that you're going to have people that align with your brand, its messaging, and and what they you know what they imagine. Uh, you to represent and um, uh, and then the opposite of that, right? People that that don't uh, align with that, you know? Uh, you know, I don't think that, uh, I would say it was far the exception, not the rule. Uh, if there was any form of, um, you know, resistance or, or, or hate, I think that, you know, my people, my shadow soldiers are brands devotees. Uh, 
I think that they, you know, for the most part, at least the feedback that I've received from the ones that I've talked to, just that, you know, they trust my judgment. They trust my direction. The brand wouldn't have gotten to where it is today without me at the helm uh, as it is, right? As it was pre or post acquisition. So um, I believe that they have faith that I see the future for our brand and I see it with STG. And, and that's why, um, you know, we went through the entire process to, to sell them the brand in the first place. I also think that, you know, if I was, and, and I, I don't like putting myself in other people's shoes, right? Because, you know, only ultimately they know their, their truthiest of truth. But I think if I was dedicated to a brand the way that I am to mine or the way that some other people are uh, to our brand, you know, I would definitely have my concerns. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have my concerns. I would be cautiously optimistic, but I would have my concerns like, you know, if I had invested myself so deeply and assigning myself to a brand as a loyalist and there was an ownership change like this that occurred, you know, um, I would, I would be on alert, right? Mm -hmm. I would hope obviously the best, but, you know, like I said, remaining cautiously optimistic. And, and the one benefit I think that our fans have is that I'm deep in the guts of this situation. And, and I would have never gone through with it if I felt like this was going to be detrimental to our brand. There's a lot to unpack unpack there. And we got a short amount of time tonight to do it, but, but I think, I think I'm just kind of sitting here having an epiphany. I think that's what makes your situation pretty unique too. Is that one, you're, you're, yes, you're still involved and we're going to get to that in a second, but two, you did, you've created this brand room 101, but it supersedes the cigar space, you know, as we talked about Mm -hmm. before, you know, and so that's correct. It's a culture, it's a community, it's more, it's, Mm -hmm. it's all those things kind of wrapped into, wrapped into one. And it's been, it's been, uh, adopted by you know all people of all walks weirdos far and wide yeah i was gonna say people of all walks of life and i mean the highs and the i mean weeks i mean just like the the, uh just like the uh the society of of a cigar shop you know the great equalizer Mm -hmm. as we call it you've kind of done that across several spaces Mm -hmm. and and that's an accomplishment, man. I mean, like, I mean, you did that across the, you know, the custom jewelry space, which, you know, I mean, that's, that's pretty, that's a pretty unique spectrum to kind of like bring people of all kind of walks of life into a, until yeah. one kind of cohesive all, place. All unified by their appreciation, you know, for a certain thing, yeah. you know, and you get together just like, smoking cigars and you realize like, Hey, nobody's really that much different than anybody else, you know? So one thing I wanted to comment on, and I thought this was mm-hmm. uh, really kind of leads into what you were talking about a second ago about your decision and people who trust in you mm-hmm. is that, you know, when it, when the acquisition was announced and everything, I think you and in, in, in your travel schedule for the next couple of weeks also proves is you've been out there um, almost more so than, I mean, is that fair? I, I apologize if I'm if I'm mischaracterizing yeah. your travel. I no, know how busy fair. you are, and Jeff. Like you've been out there more uh, since acquisition and and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think that there, you guys are obviously intent on on delivering a message. How 
this is this is still very much Matt Booth. This isn't some 100%. interpretation of what Matt Booth would want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, look, uh, you know, immediately following the acquisition, I held court with all of our core supporters uh, that I could reach, you know, uh, through different virtual herfs and with the, you know, the guys like the barrel burners and uh, the international freakazoids out of Canada and all, all the different clubs that we kind of get together and spend time with each other. I got on the horn with them immediately, you know, and open the table, open, you know, open the line for, for communication, um, you know, made sure that we had the opportunity to have a healthy volley of, of conversation. Um, if anyone had some rattled nerves about it or were concerned, I wanted to put the, put their worries to bed, you know, and, uh, and, and give, give it to them straight from, from me, you know, um, let them hear it from me directly. And, and my time on the road is no different. Because now it's time to have a lot of face-to-face conversations that I was unable to have at the show, um, you know, uh, with with retailers and consumers alike, so that they can hear it straight from me. Perfect. I I, I really liked um, the way that your booth was set up. I, I've always I've always enjoyed your booth at the trade show, but I really liked the setup there. It was like. Uh, you had some, uh, you had some minions there to this time, you know, doing all your dirty work for you, and you were just uh, front and center and holding court, and um, and you're, you're usually all over the place at the trade show anyway and everything, but and you were certainly busy, right, uh, mm-hmm. personally, but it was a, it was a different, I mean, it was an instantly transformative role that I saw you in. Before you were, okay, you, know, you were doing like a lot of, you were doing a lot of everything, right, because it was, it was yours, right, and. Uh, and you certainly had some help, of course, and you've had great people that have helped you out in the booth before. But um, it, I, I really liked what I saw the because I've always what I've always appreciated about our conversations, both public and interviews like this and private, mm-hmm. is well, I've just enjoyed the conversations. You know, they're likewise, man. And I think that this really gave the, uh, the opportunity to a lot of people to actually have that, have that experience that, that I've come to really enjoy when you and I get together. So mm. I thought that was, so I thought that was really, I mean, did you feel that way or did you feel it was just the same old, same old? Am I, am I just totally. I mean, the shows crazy? are always fucking intense, man. And, you know, you feel like you blink your eyes and a week of your life is now over and you're starting to, you know, cycle back in your mind and get these little fleeting glimpses into the last several days of the show, just because of how overloaded uh, you are throughout the entire course of that, um, that evolution. Um, I guess in that regard, it was very similar for me. Um, And I've always had, you know, our squad with me. So there's always been a certain element of support uh, behind me at all of our shows. Uh, I, I think, I think it probably felt a little different to all of us because behind the scenes, we knew that it was right. Mm-hmm. But how interesting, how interesting to get the visual, right. Uh, the brand was unaltered, the visual, the optics of the brand were unaltered mm-hmm. yet. If you did your homework, you know, the largest company in the entire industry was now behind it. Right. And I think that's, 
I think that was a really great strategy for you guys going into it and still is by getting you out there and delivering this message uh, mm-hmm. about it. So what, so what exactly is, I, what exactly is your role now with the brand room one one and cigars? And what does that look like, you know, here in the, the short term since, and we'll talk about long-term here in a second. Yeah, man. Well, look, man, I mean, I'm, I'm going to settle into this role for the foreseeable future. So short and long-term. Um, effectively, I do a whole lot of the same shit that I've always done for the brand, you know, uh, creative direction, product development and design, um, brand evangelism, keeping it weird, all the stuff that I think maybe I excel in if I was to be so bold and, and, uh, and take ownership of something, I'd say that, that I still pilot the elements of the brand's life and, and direction that I excel in. And, you know, some of the other stuff, uh, that was really a, a significant pain in my fucking ass, like logistics and, you know, um, all the stuff that comes along with that on the back end is no longer my problem. It's very empowering actually, to be honest with you. There's seemingly so much more I can actually offer my brand now. Well, one of the things I've always committed to you and I on Matt is, is I think, um, I think anyone who's met you for more than five minutes knows not, knows not to do this, but I think, I think you're one of the, I think you're one of the most brilliant business businessmen in this industry. There's, there's, there's well, so much you, that you get, like you have, you have a mind for, design and creativity that goes without standing. We see that on a daily basis, but I think the, the drive, the engine, the energy and the vision, both short-term and long-term for, for everything is kind of, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's there. And I think it's well-established. I don't think it's, you know, while people think that you talk off the cuff and certainly you do sometimes I'm sure, but there's so much, You've, you've already got you've already got those plans in place like I, if i i bet if i put you know if i put enough uh if i put enough uh room 101 gin in you i could probably tell that there's probably like a 10-year plan for room 101 plan room 101 brand overall right look man um this has been nothing short of a cosmic game of connect the dots right but this is this is a major anchoring event in our brand's lifespan and tethered to this, many other things are to come now. And uh, it's really not a question of if, it's only a question of when. I just have to keep putting one foot in front of the next and keep moving forward according to uh, plan in a very broad spectrum sense, because as things change, you have to adapt as things come at you, of course. Um, but this is you know, one major tombstone down. What's... How much of this people think I just run around talking about dicks and stuff. And then that couldn't be, well, I mean, I do nobody and nobody better. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I do that, but there's more of course uh, to it than that. And I think that some people see that, you know, cause sometimes every once in a while I'll get a comment from a friend. They're like, Oh, you motherfucker. I see you. But you know, as, as it applies to, you know, I think the, the majority, I think they just never see me coming, man. And that's all good with me. How much of this was about legacy? Like beyond in what way? Preserving, pre- preserve, yeah, preserving what you've built. 
so that like generation, like I'm talking generations from now, after you and are you and I are both gone, mm-hmm. that people decades from now will know the incredible thing that you've built. I mean, look, there was there is something enticing to affording uh, this thing that I've built longevity beyond what I could provide for it myself in a single lifetime. Um, not, but I think not for the reasons that you might assume, you know, uh, I don't want to confuse this with brand, egomanium, but I don't want to confuse this with yeah. ego. That's not the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the longer the brand evolves and continues to grow into a global multi-class lifestyle collection, you know, um, w- one category, one component of the brand continues to validate the others and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, that builds power, right? And um, my goal, quite frankly, has always been to provide my family with the best life I possibly could. And the stronger the brand goes, you know, my, my family's life continues to evolve and, and, uh, and follow suit with that. Indeed. I think that's that. I mean, ultimately I think that was like the, my first thought, honestly, when, when I heard the news was, and this is why I was genuinely happy and still am genuinely happy for you about it is because, Mm. and we talk about this every show and we talk about this every time we see each other. And it's just, it's the love of family that we both have. And yeah, the amount of time that, you know, hopefully you'll, you'll now be able to give back and invest in, and, and see things that, you know, while your travel schedule is really busy right now, but down the, down the line, you'll be able to have those moments that, you know, as parents, we all dream of. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And make no mistake about it. I mean, these businesses I'm involved in, they're a grind. They're a grind like people that if you don't live it, you don't understand the type of weight uh, a brand owner carries on their shoulders every day. Uh, And they do it without question because nobody's going to carry it for them. But to facilitate some form of relief from that and, and guarantee that the brand is, is nested in its rightful home, at least in this space, you know, uh, there's something to that. There's also, I think, a decent amount of validation affixed to it. You know, when I started in this business, I believe that um, for the most part, I think that myself, uh, you know, and, and the, the, the group hailing from the island of, you know, misfit toys, uh, that was this new boutique uh, brigade that was that was evolving, right? I think we were looked at as possibly uh, a fad or some sort of noise that was going to, you know, it was going to burn brightly, but then peter out and drift off into, you know, drift off into, hey, do you remember when, you know, do you remember when Tatuaje was a thing? You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And like people would be talking about us the way they talk about Bahia. Right. No, and that's not that Bahia is gone, but the Bahia of what it once was is gone. It's true. But the but by the same token, it's interesting because the last three takes that I've had, I had Pete mm-hmm. on on mm-hmm. for 222. For 223 last week, I had George Rico. This week nice. we have you. 
That's yeah. that's that's fifty percent of the infamous cigar press cover. Yeah, the unusual suspects, you know. And mm-hmm. I would love to say that the next three weeks I've got the rest of the three of them, but that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work out. Dude, you that would have been that would have been perfect. That would have been perfect, honestly. But it would have been perfect. But by that same token, though, it's it's a much more interest. It's a much more interesting conversation that you and I are having today, as opposed to when you and I first met, you know, seven years ago. And mm-hmm. and and the how quickly you know and i, I heard, recently heard an interview with you where you're talking about and you use the term cigar years right they're almost like dog oh yeah years. cigar years are fucking real bro right so gray hair on my chin i'll tell you that <laughs> but like in that time that you've been in and this and like and that's that's no short accomplishment yeah there are families that have been doing this for decades and decades but at the same time what you've what you and some of your colleagues have done in, in the sh- short order of a decade plus, you know, has, you know, <laughs> not to oversell it here, Matt, but like it's profoundly changed the direction of the cigar industry as a whole. Collectively as a unit, we changed the game. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think, and I like think, I, I, Go ahead, please. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, and, and, you know, it's, it seems a little braggadocious to say shit like that. And you have to understand, like, if I, you know, that's just a, uh, an unbiased, my unbiased opinion, or as unbiased as I guess it could be my opinion. Uh, and it's tempered with humility when I say that, but that's real. Like there, you know, and if, if you look back, you know, this, like I said, this thing that, that was probably looked at, at as more of an annoyance went from being perceived as an annoyance to being understood as an authentic threat to market share, right? Cohesively as a unit, you know, as we're, we were carving out effectively a new segment of a marketplace. Well, the thing that I love about the, what you guys did by changing the game and I'll, I'll stand, I'll stand by that, man. I know you guys, and, and the great thing about, you and the two other individuals I've interviewed in the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. is that you've accomplished, you all have accomplished so much. And I say this to Pete all the time. I'm like, well, you'll never say this about yourself. So I'll just go ahead and say it. And the same thing stands for you and people like George is the same. <laughs> George is the same way too. Like, you know, but right. Y'all paid homage to tradition, but brought in mm. a new perspective, a new artistic framework that, Yes, it shook, you know, it rattled the cage. It shook the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, we're on the other side, sort of on the other side of it. It doesn't make it sound like it's past its apex. But on the other side of that, we're the again, the industry is stronger and better as a whole because of the things that y'all revolutionized in a lot of ways. I mean, my just, man. So but, there you go. But I concur. Uh, Ultimately, ultimately, Matt, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for you. Um, I thank you. I, I look forward to, I look forward to this new direction of Rule 101. Not that it's totally new, but what uh, the resources that you have can do for the brand. I love that y'all are still uh, every my interview with you at PCA and the interviews that you've done since. You've talked about how nothing's going to change with some of these brands. Factories are going to still be 
mm-hmm. associated with it, but it gives it opens up a lot of doors. And we'll talk about this in just a second. We are going to take a quick break, but we'll talk about Sancho Panza and Los Tados Deluxe here in just a little bit and what you were, what you've already been able to do in short order and make an impact um, on a large company like STG. So, but congratulations, Perfect. my friend. Thank you, man. So wanted to get into our presidential trivia uh, question for the night, sponsored by United Cigars. By the way, Eric Eichhorn is in the chat saying three hours with Booth. Not tonight, Eric. Uh, we're doing this in rapid fire. Uh, Eric, Matt you take have, it easy. Matt, Matt and I have some uh, some early travel plans tomorrow. I uh, wish we were going to the same place. I don't know. Where are you going? Are you allowed to say? I'm going. No, I'm going to L.A. and then okay. to New York. Okay. Yeah. I'm on the other yeah. side of the country. I'll be in Atlanta. So, uh, but both gotcha. of us are getting up rather early tomorrow. So we're doing this uh, rapid fire take and it starts, uh, it continues right now with the United Cigar presidential trivia question of the night brought to you by United Cigars featuring La Giana Havana, distributors of Jose <laughs> Dominguez, Bandolero, Garofalo, and the highly acclaimed Out of Bay and Byron Lines. <laughs> Matt, you okay? Sorry. By United, Technical Smoke United, Live United. Smoke one today and start living United. Uh, the guest tonight, of course, is Matt Booth. He just fell out of his chair. That happened to me earlier today. I think it's, I think we're, you and I are totally in sync tonight. I fell, I fell off my chair earlier as well. Um, um, Good gracious. We are, we are totally in sync tonight. So tonight's guest, Matt Booth, is also sponsored by uh, our friends at United Cigar. So, uh, Matt, this is a new uh, segment since the last time you were on. We, uh, we had a, an old segment that United did for us, but uh, takes my love of, of, history and presidents and i've decided to tie unique questions about our uh executive branch into uh questions for our guests don't worry it's multiple choice but this is a question that was made for you made for you brother here you go it is widely known that one of president lyndon b johnson's favorite pastimes was literally showing off his penis he loved it i knew it he would he would just he would whip that out and Mixed company, family company, didn't matter. Heads of state. Lyndon B. Lyndon B. Johnson. Big Dick Energy. Uh, yeah, a man, a man, a man, a man, totally cut from the same cloth as you, Matt. I don't know. I've never seen a it. Man of the but, hog. <laughs> but, uh, but so <laughs> the question is: Is uh, Lyndon had a name? He had a name for his penis, as many men do. Mortimer. They name their member, and he certainly did, and Mortimer. he loved it. No, it wasn't Mortimer, but here are your choices. A, party pal. Sledgehammer. B, what? A, your uh, choice is A is party pal. B. Party pal. Yes. B, Lord Pleasantry. C, Ooh. Jumbo. Nice. D, Texas Tallboy. He was from Texas after all. Or E, Big Delicious. If if he called his hog big delicious, <laughs> I will go desecrate his remains <laughs> in an act of proactive vengeance for my for the real big delicious. Okay, big, yes. And I want to make it very clear: he didn't ask me to do that. Okay, because you That's can true. you know the you can get in trouble for asking people to do stuff. I'm sure. Okay. Yes. No, you know. So. I like Lord Pleasantry, and I'm just going to say I, I feel like it's probably not, but I really hope that it is because I like that. And I might actually uh, name my hog that. So there you go. 
Well, I got if, some good news. If he called it party pal, that dude was corny as fuck. All right. Well, he he was already uh, he was already a little off of his rocker. So, uh, but clearly, I mean, he was whipping it out for heads of stage, just thinking it was just like the coolest thing ever. But um, mind you, this was fifty years ago. Okay, so this isn't like this wasn't like George Washington or Thomas Jefferson. You know, like just being weird. Yes, I mean. He had TV cameras on him regularly. Let's just put this in perspective. Uh, no, uh, the good news is for you, Matt, you get to actually now name your hog, as you so eloquently put it, Lord Pleasantry, because that was not the name of LBJ's penis. Mm. So it was actually yeah. C. Jumbo. Jumbo. He called it Jumbo affectionately. So Corny. <laughs> Corny, Matt. I threw the big delicious in there just for you, though, just to kind of throw you off a little I bit. I know. <laughs> I know. That would have been I something, to though. It. That would have been something. Oh, my God. Yeah. Could you imagine? The the irony. Fucking epic. Yeah. So um, President Warren G. Harding actually also, uh, this was actually recently proven. He actually had a child out of out of out outside of marriage while he was president. Mm. So they, they proved it mm. with DNA. And there's been rumors about presidents who have had extramarital affairs and stuff like that. You know, most infamously, infamously, you know, Thomas Jefferson and Sally Hemings and stuff. But uh, the only one that's actually physically been proven is Warren G. Harding. The DNA results prove that that he actually did uh, father a child outside of marriage during his presidency. Uh, but he had a name for his penis as well. Mm. It was Jerry. J- Jerry D. No, Jerry, J-E-R-R-Y, Jerry. Jerry, just Jerry. Just Jerry, yeah. Hi, Jerry. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's what he said every morning. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes Jumbo sound a little bit more impressive, though. Both of those guys had lame-ass names for the dick. I'm just going to put it out there. At least least LBJ's was descriptive. I mean, what is Jerry? You know, what is Jerry? Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean... These are the most powerful men in the world. And they couldn't come up with something more original. That's what, that's kind of the, that's kind of, you know, what my thought it's, was. It's lame. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, if they're not going to put the effort into that, the fuck are they doing running the country? You know, these are where my, <laughs> my concerns kind of go, you know? Well, uh, Harding's presidency was fraught with, uh, with controversy and, uh, you know, also, you know, kickback money and stuff like that, the Potsdam scandal and stuff. So, I mean, it's not like he was, uh, he's actually widely considered to be the worst president in history. Really? Yeah. Believe it or no not. Oh, shit. Yeah. Him and, I mean, old, they all do that shit. He just got caught. Him and old Jerry. Him and Jerry. <laughs> worst president ever. <laughs> and worst mm-hmm. name ever. <laughs> so, um, Matt, this broke this question was bored, was was made for you, my friend. So thank you for thank you for participating. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, could you imagine laying that on somebody else? I mean, they wouldn't even know how to behave themselves. Right. But I was saving it especially for you, just because I know thank the, you. The LB the LBJ story. Again, I, I just I I paint this in perspective because like, you know, like the thing that like, you know, like this country, you know, if there was a television in every home in America during the thirties and forties, this country is not electing a man in a wheelchair. They're just not. I agree. And so the fact that, you know, this was after him 30 years Mm -hmm. after him where 
TV cameras and press were so prevalent. In fact, he, at one point he actually did whip it out to a member of the press too. I mean, I don't, I don't know. His how. member to a member. Yeah. Of the press. Member. Yes. The member to a member of the press. There you go. Unbelievable. Crazy stuff. So that was our, uh, United Cigar presidential trivia question for the night, just for Matt Booth. Been saving that one. As always, C Jumbo. C As always, brought to you by United Cigars, featuring Lagian Havana, distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Garofalo, and the highly acclaimed Out of Bay, Byron, and now Alfonso lines from Selected Tobacco. Smoke one today and start living United. So, um, Matt, uh, to, take a, to take a little bit more of a serious turn here on a couple of things, but um, one of the things we've done every week uh, for uh, coming up on two years now, next month, is uh, every month, every week I bring in a guest and we talk about and feature mm-hmm. a charity or nonprofit of my guest choosing. Mm-hmm. And you, of course, did this last year and we, we talked about a fantastic charity that uh, is both personal to you and I, um, in particular mm-hmm. to you, because you've been working with them for quite some time. Um, the Namakubi Project, which I understand mm-hmm. is now, I don't, is it going to become or is it? it's where you want it to go. It's going to be the holiday release for room 101 brand. Going yeah, forward. exactly. Okay. And proceeds to that go to keep memory alive. The foundation that mm-hmm. uh, you've chose to uh, spotlight tonight. So. Uh, they, they did when I released it and when we have to work out the details, um, I would like to continue that tradition, but we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. Well, nonetheless, your your work even outside of this project continues. It's a foundation you, yeah. you I know you believe in quite a bit. So, um, that's correct. What what's I mean? What have there been any other updates on how how projects are going for them outside of Namakubi, right? Like, so what other work um, have they? Well, been look, doing man. I mean, I stuff? I know it's a charity that that a great deal of people believe in. They're they're fortunate to receive, uh, you know, I think a continuous and respectable amount of donation you know, to keep piloting their efforts. And, uh, you know, we get little update letters, uh, you know, when we, when we make our donations, I do it in my son's name. So Grayson gets the mail at the house, you know, from them, Mr. Grayson Booth, thank you very much for your generosity. And, you know, we just get little updates from them, you know, um, which I believe that they sent to all their donors. Mm-hmm. I, the um <coughs> excuse me sorry went down the wrong pipe i you know obviously this this charity is both per, both very personal to you and i and it was you who actually brought mm-hmm. it to my attention and um i've been i've been donating over the course of the last year small amounts here and there to it and it's 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 something that you know like you know every week we we talk about nonprofits and charities and a lot of stuff doesn't get a lot of pub a lot of press Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Alzheimer's and dementia is, you know, one of the, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's tragic in this world, right? But I mean, it's until you actually are, know someone who's going through it, you know, my father and your, uh, your parent as well, mm-hmm. it's, it's something like you, I, we've, I think we talked about this last time. It's something you wouldn't even wish, wish on your worst enemy because it's just, I wouldn't, it's I wouldn't so, because if you were my enemy, I'd want you to remember what I did to you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. 
Alzheimer's is an asshole. It really is. But insidious, in fact. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's why I think it's important to, to give uh, to an organization that is dedicated to, you know, research that hopefully one day will make that a thing of the past. I hope. I'm, you know, they just announced this. I wish I had this article pulled up for reference, but they just announced a, a you know, there's still, I'm sure there's still some vetting that needs to happen in order for this, but the, they just, mm-hmm. there was an announcement that there was the first successful curing of AIDS. In the UK. Few, yeah. Yeah. Just, this was about mm-hmm. a month or so ago. I, that, I think there's like two uh, subjects that, they can't, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's two people, but maybe, maybe one is actually verified cured. Yeah. If now that's the case. Fucking awesome. Huh? I mean, fucking awesome. I mean, just, I mean, for nothing to say about people who are suffering from HIV and AIDS, but that gives hope to millions upon billions of people that are suffering from other things like Alzheimer's cancer, mm-hmm. you know, other terrible diseases that have no cure that, Hey, one day we could be next. Mm -hmm. That's a big one, man. I mean, I remember, you know, that, that started um, popping off in the eighties, you know, and, and like, look, it's been our entire lifetime that now finally there's someone that they've achieved uh, what seemingly would be cured. Right. So um, I think that's awesome. Absolutely. Makes you want to go out and share needles with a hobo, you know, like, uh, you know, fuck it. Have a good weekend. Come back, get a shot, go back to life, you know? Maybe not, <laughs> maybe not so soon, but, but it's, it's definitely, yeah, well, I mean, if it, we'll give it, we'll give it a little, you know, we'll give it some time, obviously. <laughs> you know, not like this week, you know, a couple, give it a couple months, you know, let's verify the reports here, you know? It's early, it certainly brings hope to, uh, to like I said, to millions and billions of people who are suffering from everything. Oh, yeah. So, oh, it's so tremendous, man. Tremendous. It's so. tremendous. So uh, mm-hmm. I encourage everyone to check out Keep Memory Alive. I'll put it posted in the show notes. Uh, if you feel called, please donate uh, to it. It's a fantastic organization. Like I said, I've been giving to it for the past year since Matt introduced mm-hmm. me to it. Uh, it's a wonderful organization. Good luck. I hope uh, you're able to work out some of the details and continue the project as you first envisioned it. So that would be great. Likewise. Likewise. Well, uh, we just got a few more minutes here, Matt, to wrap up, and we got an epic game of Would You Rather to play. So let's go ahead okay. and have some fun uh, with uh, the game Would You Rather. For those unfamiliar with the game Would You Rather, I'm going to give Matt two choices, uh, and it's Would You Rather do A or Would You Rather do B. So here we go. Okay. Without further ado, some of these are going to be fun. Some of these are going to be serious. So let's start off one with it's a little, it's a little, eh, it's a little cheese, a little ease. Would you rather okay. never use the word luscious or satiated again? Because I know you're a fan of both. Fuck. Come on, man. Hey, I asked the Why tough questions Why are you going to make me here. choose like that? I have the tough questions, man. You agreed to this. Here we go. <laughs> luscious, and luscious. it has to be one of them? Yeah, it has to be one of them. Luscious or satiated. Fuck. Damn it. Satiated. Satiated kicks the because kicks I am, or, or are you? Yeah. Because I am insatiable. So you keep satiated or you keep luscious? No, no. 
I'd keep luscious. You keep luscious. I'd okay. use that a lot more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, would you now here? Would you never create another cigar line again, or design a piece of jewelry? Fuck these questions, man. Why you do this? <laughs> Fuck. Wow, that's a rough one, man. You think this is hard? Wait till the next one. Well, I'll tell you what's not hard. My penis. These <laughs> questions are making it soft as fuck. I'm sorry. Very, I, on the other very, hand, I'm, I'm lingering at a 9.3 now. So this is... Well, yeah. you know, the Farsabano has a little bit of extra, you know, uh, nicotine content yeah. as well in that blend. So it'll, it'll give you a little more pep in your step. Wake you, you, wake know. you up in the morning. It's good stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go, it's a cigar blend, man. That's a really difficult question because this is, you know, why this is fucked up there. Why you are being not nice to me right now is that design and blend, which is effectively design of the composition of the product are my favorite components of each craft. It's almost like the business shit is there to support the vice of creation. Mm -hmm. So that's a very difficult question. I refuse to answer it. Fair enough. How about that? Touche. Yeah. How about that? Didn't see that one coming, did you? Did you, Bear? No. I refuse. But you didn't see my question coming either. So, I mean, we're, we're, I guess we're even. Touche. Okay. This one's even harder, though. Fuck. So would you never, would you rather never make another sexual advance towards William Cooper or everyone else? Dude, bro. So Cooper, the field. Oh, oh, I mean, dudes, we're talking about dudes, right? Yes. Like dudes, dudes in the cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. 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 Cooper, if I, the if field. I did, fuck, man. Wow. <laughs> you thought the last one was hard. I told you this was, was going to be harder. This, this, because, uh, because doing this to Coop make, brings you joy. Truth, true or false? It does. Yeah. Does it count when I offer uh, for my customers to come back to my room with me? Is that, is that what we're talking about? Like that kind of stuff, or I can still do that kind of stuff? Or, yeah, yeah, you can do not that. Not that That's they actually yeah. come back. Yeah. But the, we'll keep this to industry insiders, you know, like other manufacturers, media members, retailers. All of them are Coop. Well, it's Cooper the Field, yeah. You know, Ron, Ronnie's in the chat on pins and needles. He wants you to pick Coop, you know. <laughs> I'm going to pick the field. Oh, nice. I'm going to let the field go. I'm going to ride. I'm going to rock steady with Coop, man. It's a fun time for you, I know. All right. It's, it's really the best, to be honest with you. So this is a recent thing. It's so learned. fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Um, so this one's actually a recent uh, knowledge bomb for me. I didn't know this about you until uh, actually earlier hmm. this week. So hmm. would you rather eat Buffalo sauce or K rations only for a month? K rations. That bad. Buffalo sauce is that bad. I had an incident. Right. 
heard. Okay. All right. Here's another. Fuck actually, that sauce. I don't like that sauce. There's another tough oh, one come in here. We're beyond that. Okay. <laughs> no, it's all good. Do you, do you eat wings at all? Like, do you just do another sauce or do you? I eat wings. Okay. I eat wings. Just not bu- Buffalo. Fuck that. You're out. No. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Okay. Fuck. Why? Gross. I'm a fan. It I love tastes, wings. It, it, it's, it's so wretched. <laughs> Why? I admit there are more flavorful sauces, though. I know that's kind of blasphemy right? for wing lovers. There are be- there are better tasting sauces, but I, I I like I like buffalo. Yeah, like all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here's another here's another fun one. Would you would you rather never wear chucks again, or the mm. color or the color black again? Oh come on, man! Well, this is the first time I've ever seen you. Like I can't I can't remember the last time I didn't see you wearing black, and here you are in a gray shirt. So. I know, I know. I, I thought about. I, I, I didn't even know who I was looking at. Like, I turned on the camera and I was like, "Who's, Who's that the- guy?" Oh, wow, that's wild. That's interesting. It's a different hue. Chucks, man. You ditch the shoe. I mean, if I had to, if I had to ditch one or the other, man, I can't ditch the color black. I mean, that's like my my whole thing. It's the industry thing. Why? Why is that? Why can I not get a like a cigar swag shirt that's like a different color? Because black hides sweat. Okay. Stain. Good answer. Best and answer I've heard so far. Miscellaneous funk that you pick up on yourself throughout the day as a sweaty heathen. It's true. And uh, slimming. You know, and I know it, that. And it's slimming. Yeah. Yeah. Optically, it's uh, you know it's the way to go. For years, I had dogs that had white hair, though, and that was just always the mm. was always the that was always the downfall for black and black mm. attire in me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to end on a serious one, or do you want to end on a fun one? I got two left. You know what, man? Let's end on a serious one. Okay, so that's, would, a, that's a different vibe, right? Yeah. So, would you rather? wax all of your Brazilian wax all of your hair monthly or remove your least favorite remove your least favorite tattoo oh remove the tattoo you You mean like laser removal yeah remove your least favorite tattoo I mean it's excruciating but it would be you know it's over so fast I mean it would be I mean like the Brazilian wax on a monthly I mean that's just that's yeah, and your entire you never body. your your flesh would never rest. I know you're dedicated to the body art, man. So I didn't know how far how far this would go. I mm. didn't know how the love the love of the body art. So you would get rid of the least. Yeah, least I mean, if I took favorite. off a tattoo, I just put another one uh, in its place. That's true. It's true. What is your least favorite tattoo? Do I have a least favorite? I, I don't really have a least favorite, man. I like what I have. You know your your favorite ones of Coop's face. Somewhere. It's somewhere on you. Mm. Right. <laughs> Someday I might get that. Oh, please do. <laughs> please do. That would be great. <laughs> All right. So this is this is this this requires a the Matt Be- Matt Booth level of deepness and thought here. So stay with me on this last one here, okay? It's serious. I'm here. I'm here. 
Would you rather never create, uh, excuse me, sorry, I misread my own question. Um, would you rather never create Room 101 cigars again or sell it again? You mean like start the brand? The creative process, all it, all, all the intrinsic, all the, you know, the moving parts, the, the back, back end, you know, the back end stuff that you hate, the logistics and all that, all the, the sweat, everything that it took to create it. Mm -hmm. Would you rather never do that again? Or would you rather never sell it again? This kind of goes back to the first question I asked you, was it hard to sell? Right. That's kind of, that was kind of connecting the dots here. Your question is a touch confusing there. But okay. I'm going to try to stick with you. Okay. I think we're going to go. I would sell for, you know, for a favorable arrangement, which I have. Mm -hmm. I would sell that brand every day for the rest of my life. Again and again and again. Because in the, in the framework of this question, because creating was meant so much to you. Um, try, I'm not trying yes. to put words. In, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I'm just trying to connect. hundred percent. Okay. It's a massive validation, a massive validation for the brand. I mean, not that we were seeking it, but you know, um, I, I see it as nothing short of, uh, the ultimate validation of, of, um, the value of the brand. And this kind of goes into the, the final couple of questions here, Matt. And this is what I've really loved about the process is we, we, we already saw, and this was excellent timing. I know that you were working with STG for a while, even before this mm -hmm. was even on the table, but it kind mm -hmm. of went hand in True. hand with the re-release of the newly designed Sancho Panzas that you had yep. to show your hand in and the Los Tados Deluxe. Yeah. Um, This call me crazy here, Matt, but I think these two, these two reduxes, if you will, mm -hmm. of these brands with your signature, so to speak, on them, mm -hmm. I think they are. I think they are so you that they're almost more you than some of the Room One Hundred One stuff. Is that out of line? No, Matt. Dude, look, I do what I do. I have a personal style that's authentically me in terms of my design direction. And I invested myself wholeheartedly in the recreation of those two uh, brands. It really shows. When, so, when I, so this was my impression of Sancho Panza when I saw the redo of what you did. And you and a team, I know it wasn't just you. I know you had a great number of great people behind you, but they, they brought you in obviously well, I mean, to I, with this. I work, yeah, no, I, I actually worked very closely with Justin Andrews on both of those projects. It was really him and I that were tasked with doing that. So, so when I see the new, and I'm going to try to put this in the framework, when I see the new Lee Design Sancho Panza logo, these, the fonts, the colors, it reminds me of a very intricate style of like it just reminds me of like east la early 90s 
which is, you know, Los Angeles is your, was your home, you know? So yeah, it, it, well, I wanted, I wanted to provide, uh, you know, human touch, like, um, both of the graphics for that brand and uh, Los Tados Deluxe were drawn by hand, you know, oh, initially. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that lettering was hand drawn. Like none of that is um, computer generated, you know? Um, and I've, I've always been a, a tremendous fan of the perfectly imperfect output that comes from the human hand, you know? And it, it breathes differently. You know, it takes, you know, when it's uh, applied to the dress of a product, the product takes a different stance on the shelf because of it. And I wanted to give it that, that breath of life uh, that I knew would come with uh, hand-drawn graphics. I smoked a lot of Sancho Panza when I first started smoking cigars. I've always liked them. Mm-hmm. I've always liked them. And I've, I've, I was thrilled when I heard that you were going to be working on it and it, it came out, it came out perfect, man. It's awesome. The last, Los Los Deluxe though, I have to admit, um, I was not as familiar with until mm-hmm. I heard about, until I heard about, uh, you're working on it with, with Justin and the team there. Um, but I don't want to get too far into it. Cause I do want this question answered. So do you do all of your design work by hand? You know, that, of what you were just talking about? Uh, I mean, most, the most of uh, like all the large pieces, all the large artwork components, anything of that nature. I mean, there's some things like if you look on even the packaging for Los Status Deluxe, you know, there's some uh, smaller uh, uh, information on the, on the box, for example, like the sub brand name, uh, the size uh, naming convention, all that stuff. That's, that's done with a very clean um, drop-down menu font. You know, that's uh, not done by hand. So I, there's a mix, but I like I like to, I think it's really important to have all your major nuts and bolts be uh, human produced. Well, here's what I love about this. The paper wrap, the tissue paper. It's Matt Booth, man. Yeah, Matt. Even if I it mean, even if you knew if you knew nothing about the connection that you helped with that, yeah. I mean, anyone like, fuck, that looks like some shit Matt would do. Yeah, I was gonna say that's exactly what I was saying. Like that's mm-hmm. it's perfect, and I love I love that you I love that you put your your stamp on it right away. Like your first two projects, I mean, I just think we're out of the park. I'm really I'm really excited to see what you do with some other stuff. I hope they give you the opportunity to. I know you're you're going to be focused for at least the, in the short term for one on one, but I know they. They've got you in their arsenal now. I mean, I hope they take advantage of it because this is uh, this is brilliant. You know, I think it's really well done. Well, I came to party, man. So always do. I'm ready. All right. L- last two questions. I'll get you out of here, man. Appreciate your time tonight. Thank you so much for making the most of it. Uh, thank you for no, uh, man, thank you. playing along with the would you rather a tough would you rather, including one that you refused to answer. Didn't think very I difficult. Never thought I would. I'm, ever still, ups- ask- I'm still upset that you did that to me. I'm, I'm, I'll get over. I can't. I can't believe I ever asked Matt Booth a question that made him so uncomfortable that he refused to answer. That's <laughs> that's got to go down in history. Well, I didn't want to answer uh, dishonestly, and I felt like if I answered, neither would be. You know, I couldn't discontinue either of those activities. And all and all you've ever been in your life is 100 percent genuine, Matt. So I can appreciate that. Well, I tried, Matt. Um. So 
uh, we've got two last segments here. So the first one is uh, is our 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 um, excuse me, lost my place here. Is our um, segment by Asylum Cigars, and with, it's a moment of refuge, Matt. So refuge is more than just a physical place; it can be a state of mind. Some of life's greatest reflections, and we know you've had some great ones in your lifetime, can be found in your own personal asylum. Moments like these were made for Asylum Cigars. So light up an asylum and choose your refuge. Matt, we talked about the Shadow Army. We talked about the consumers in the community of the cigar industry that have embraced you over the Mm -hmm. last decade plus. Cigars are a very communal thing. We go to great events. We go to cigar shops, big or small. It doesn't matter. It's all about people. It's the great equalizer, as we talk about in Mm-hmm. community is everything when it comes to cigars. But at the same time, there are, there are several moments that we've all had where it's a moment of reflection. It's just us. It's just us and the cigar. And it could be a celebration of a moment. It could be just a moment to ourselves, a private moment that we needed, a moment of reflection, moment of refuge. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've had several over your lifetime, but what was one that comes to mind where it was just you, the cigar, if you can remember what you were smoking, what was it and what was that moment about? Well, man, I mean, I think one of my initial uh, moments like that, um, and I mean, I wasn't necessarily uh, alone at that moment, but there were moments that followed where I was celebrating my discovery from the moment that I'm about to tell you about. So, you know, um, I discovered the communal nature of cigar smoking through my uncle. And being able to share cigars with him uh, at a younger age. Uncle Lee, um, right? Yeah, Uncle Lee, okay. my man. And then, you know, from, from there, from those, from those introductory moments, shall we say, going off on my own and having my own cigar experience. But somewhere, <clears throat> somehow, smoking a cigar for me connects me to him and connects me to that point in time where I made that discovery that this wasn't just about incinerating something into your face. It was about the moment that you were sharing even within yourself with that cigar. That's awesome. I've really been looking forward to doing this segment with you, Matt, because I wanted to share a moment that I had with one of your cigars. And Mm. I, I really hope that you and your new friends at STG bring this back. And I've said this to you several times about my love for Daruma gold. Yeah, man. And it was one of the very first events that I ever worked with, worked as an employee of Michael Sabacco. Okay. And okay. it was right. the first event that then general manager and one of my mentors and your good friend, Tracy Spence entrusted me mm-hmm. to work the floor. And this was a big deal to me because he knew how much I knew of you, about you. He knew how much I knew about the brand. He knew much how much I love the cigars and appreciate the cigars. And it was a big ordeal of trust that he put in me to, and it was the first time I ever met you second time. Mm-hmm. The first time was very brief. This was a little bit more long. Yeah. Um, and it was a trust in me not to get starstruck buy the cigar celebrity and work alongside you to ah, the best product ah, in the people's ah. hands. So it was a really big deal to me. It was a moment that I remember quite a bit and um, fantastic event. 
And it's one that I remember, uh, I'll always remember working with you. And you signed an empty box of Daruma Gold with your beloved signature and a beautiful caricature of a penis. Um, that sounds about right. Yeah. Doing something onto what I assume was a drawing of me, or at least a rendition of it. So um, I still have that box. It's I moved recently, awesome. so it's somewhere packed, but I, I will bust it out at some point. Uh, all pun intended, but, um, but it was a beautiful, but the moment occurred afterwards, I went home and I sat on my patio and I lit up a Daruma gold and I just thought about how awesome this industry was and how much, mm. how blessed I was mm-hmm. to be a part of it. And I loved every moment about that. I'm so glad I got to share it with you years ago. And then fast forward. And I'm so glad I get to share this conversation with you about the next era of Room 101. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. So before I bid you adieu for the evening, Matt, I really, again, I can't thank you enough for the time. Um, please thank your family uh, on my behalf for allowing me to steal you away for a little bit here. And uh, this is our Dunbar Tobacco and Trust curveball segment for the night. Fastballs or curveballs, it doesn't matter. Since the company's inception, Steve Sock has been knocking them out of the park seven consecutive years in the consensus top three. So here it is, Matt. Now that you're the insider, now that you got the inside dope, who are you guys acquiring next? <laughs> I'll never tell. I know. <laughs> it's a curveball. I thought I'd throw, throw one out there, see if I could mm-hmm. get see if I could get the swing at it or not. So <laughs> um all all joking aside, man. I, I know that they're doing some exciting things and they've they've I've I've applauded them in recent years for acquire, acquiring the talent of a lot of great individuals to be ambassadors for brands, but now they've got the one-two punch of having the brands and the actual creator mm-hmm. of that brands now in their stable. And um, I know you're going to be there to guide them. I know you're going to be able there to help them. And I know that your vision is just in its infancy. And I know that's crazy to think about a decade plus into this. Um, I'm excited to see what Room 101 does in the coming years. And um I'm excited to smoke more of these uh, for, Far Sabanos that, by the way, I've enjoyed immensely and it smokes exactly the same as I remember. So for everyone out Excellent. there that's doubting it, it is still phenomenal. So, um, Matt, thank you so much for this evening. Such No, pleasure. thank you, man. I appreciate the time. Always a good time chatting with you, man. Always. So for everyone out there, thank you for hanging in with us. This was a rapid fire take tonight. We really do appreciate it. I know an hour and 15 minutes doesn't seem like a short amount of time, but it certainly is for one of my shows. Matt and I have some early travel tomorrow. We, I wish you safe travels, Matt, uh, to your destination of LA. 
uh, me going across the country as well. So I do appreciate everyone's likes, shares, and comments. Keep them coming. Check out our Facebook page for a calendar of upcoming events. We got some great people on the horizon. Michael Capolini of Toscano, Alec Cuevas of uh, Cuevas, Casa Cuevas Cigars, John Carney, LFD, all coming up in, com- in the coming weeks. You definitely want to scope out some takes as they come up. And you want to check out our YouTube channel, which is also LLS Fumar. Hit the subscribe button. If you're listening to us later, where you would listen to podcasts, be sure to download, subscribe, and review. Or if you already are a subscriber, please hit unsubscribe. But don't forget to hit resubscribe. That really, really helps my number so that I can get people like Matt back whenever I want. So thank you so much for all of it. We appreciate all of those things, all of the wonderful comments. Keep them coming. For everyone out there, I'm Baird Plissy, live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studio of Azel, Texas. He is the incomparable Matt Booth of Room 101. Guess what, everybody? We'll see you next time. <laughs>